This is Daniel Fagella, Head of Research at Emerge Artificial Intelligence Research, and you're listening to the AI in Business podcast. As some of you are aware, we've recently launched a new podcast called the AI Consulting Podcast, which is focused entirely on how to start and grow an AI consulting company, and also on some of the best lessons learned from the service providers who are really applying AI at the cutting edge. We've had everybody from the head of AI at Cognizant, the global managing director of AI at Accenture, down to smaller founders who've only recently started and grown their AI consulting companies. We've got a lot of great stories on that podcast. One of our recent guests was Palab Deb. Palab Deb is the head of partner solutions and AI partnerships at Google Cloud, a rather lofty position. Previously, he was heading up AI at Wipro. Wipro, obviously, one of the largest global IT and tech service providers in the world as well. So this is someone who's seen both sides of the fence. We recently had him on our AI consulting podcast. If you are a consultant yourself or you're just interested in what top consultants are learning about AI strategy and ROI in the field, I would recommend highly go check out the AI consulting podcast. Pretty easy to find it. You can type it into Google or you can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. The AI Consulting Podcast is right there. Alternatively, go to Emerge.com and up in our menu is Podcasts. In that drop down, you'll see the AI Consulting Podcast and you can subscribe on any audio channel that you'd like. But we enjoyed our interview so much with Palab on that show. I wanted to pull him into the AI Business Podcast and introduce him to you folks here and speak a little bit about how Google assesses AI readiness and maturity. Google has their own model for this. In fact, if you Google, no pun intended, I guess, Google's AI adoption framework, a PDF is going to pull up, and in that PDF you will find an infographic, a rather useful one. We like infographics here at Emerge. Obviously, we create a tremendous number of best practice guides, infographics, and frameworks in our Emerge Plus platform. Some of you are already Emerge Plus members. It's just emerj.com slash p1. That's p like plus and then the number one. Uh, a lot of our work involves distilling best practices into simple graphics. Google's done a great job in terms of the way that they think about AI adoption and framing it in a simple interconnected model. And Palab walks us through how to essentially apply this model in terms of assessing the AI readiness of a company. So if you're looking at your own organization or maybe you work with clients and you want to be able to kind of examine how far along they are in terms of their own AI maturity and AI readiness and use some of that feedback to find the best places to help them, this should be a useful episode for you. A very short and succinct episode, but a helpful one. And again, if you check out Google's AI adoption framework, you'll be able to actually see the infographic that Palab is referencing in this episode. It was great to be able to have him with us. Again, we really enjoyed him on the AI Consulting Podcast. If you are a consultant or you want to learn from top consultants, check out that show. Very easy to find the AI Consulting Podcast. But we, we enjoyed his insights so much, I knew I wanted to have him here with all of you in our larger AI and business podcast audience. And here he is. This is Palab Deb with Google Cloud here on the AI and Business Podcast. So, Palab, uh, I'm glad we're able to chat again here, and I, I know today we're going to be talking about this general idea of AI maturity. I want to get your perspective on what AI maturity is in terms of how you define it. I know what we do, but I'd love to hear your words, and also why it's important to understand. Why does anybody even need to know how mature we are? How does that add actual value? So if you could tee that up, I'd, I'd love to start there. Sure, Dan. Again, great to be talking to you again, and this is, uh, again, a topic that's super interesting. So... I think, I think like all AI journeys, you start with the end in mind, and then you've got to calibrate how do you get to that end. 
And so it's very important to know what are the elements that are involved and where you are in terms of maturity in that journey, correct? So in a very rough sense, you know, if you think about it, uh, at a very, uh, you know, at, at, at just looking at the world outside, I literally see three phases. And then I'll talk about a framework that we at Google use to evaluate where partners are in their, or customers are in their maturity journey. The three phases I talk about, which is very visual, I think everybody will agree to it, is when a company starts, uh, you know, jabbling with AI and they have people that are starting up their own little AI, AI projects. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your limit. It's a good place to be in because people are thinking about it. People are self-learning. Yeah. People are probably getting their, getting their start to sharpen their pencils, right? And then, of course, you see that, oh, companies realize that, okay, we got to bring in some order into this. It's going to be critical to our business to be competitive. And then you start seeing the roles like chief data officers, chief data and analytics officers coming to bear. These are roles that come in to bring in some more order into this into this, into this this area, right? And they're more than often than not are either directly reporting to the CEO or are likely aligned with the chief digital officer because this kind of becomes this new, new stream that they're trying to do. And the full maturity, of course, when it happens when really the company steps back and starts thinking about you know, how do I look at becoming data-driven, AI-driven from a cultural mindset, from a business process mindset, from a talent mindset, from an operating model mindset? And that's total maturity. And it'll be hard to say how many companies really operate out there in that way. There are, of course, the digital natives. A lot of them have grown up with this. Yes, but yes, yes. Digital yep. companies, of course, have a way to get there, right? So at Google, Karat, we see, we kind of look at this in a much more structured way, correct? So we identify really four important levers, correct? People, process, technology, and data. And we think each of these four elements interact with themselves and they bring forth about four or five themes. And let me talk to those themes, actually six themes. They are the themes of learning, leading, access to data, secure, whether the data access is secure or not, the scale, and the automation aspect. And I'll now elaborate that, right? And depending on how people process technology and data interact with these themes, I think you get the, a good picture of how maturity really can be calibrated into either you know, early stage, strategic, or transformational. So let's talk about the themes of people and technology, right? So if you look at people and technology as two axes, um, uh, as two poor dots in, in a white sheet of paper, and the line that connects them is really the, the theme of learning. That's how we see it. So as an organization, are you allowing people in your organization to start learning? How, how far down the path are you in your ability to train, to get people the tools they need to start learning the technology? And depending on where you are, there's a good sense of calibrating where the, how mature you are in that journey, right? Then you start thinking about, let's say, people and process. That's the part that tells, okay, how, to what extent in, in your company are you providing leadership? Is there a process for people to now take control and start driving how this new talent that's getting built out will serve the end goal of whatever the company wants to get out of AI? So people and process, if you put two dots on the line and connect that, the, learn, the leading ability tells how the process aligns people to lead with AI. And then you start thinking about uh, connecting the dots between people and data. And the key theme that emerges there is access, right? To what extent are you allowing people to get access to data? Is that control? Is that with the secure, is that with the right security controls in the right way, not in a positive way, right? 
for people to get data and use it. And how good is that data, by the way, right? So you have to make sure the data is very is, is something that can be used for model building, for serving the end goal of insights that the business needs. And so if you start now connecting all of these dots, so for example, I'll take a couple more, right? Say you connect the dot between process and data. In process and data, here you are basically seeing the part that's, that's super important over there is in regards to security. So how secure are you in regards to the processes that entail accessing to that data? Right? And so some companies are very secure, some are not. And so when you look at these intersections and look at these teams and start seeing where people are on each of these teams, you can get a very nice picture of relative to people, process, technology, and data, relative to these dots that connect the teams that connect each one of those, where do companies really stand in their maturity curve? Got it, got it. And I can think of a lot of ways this could be useful. I really like this this graphic here. You know, at, at Emerge, we're typically talking about a little bit more on the pure non-technical kind of strategic side, but obviously, you know, Google, you guys are the tech folks. So the the technology, the data, and sort of the, the security elements are an even bigger part of this graphic, uh, which is really cool uh, as a general instruction. And when I think about where this would come in handy, I imagine a firm working on a project or, or preparing for a project and saying, are we ready for this? And then, then they could look at this and get a quick glance of, do we even have access to the data? Do we have a process in place that's going to that's gonna allow us to execute as a cross-functional team? Do we have any understanding of the tech at all? Is anybody fluent with the tech even on a conceptual level? And so it almost feels like it's an assessment for how ready are we to move with this? Or if, if we're working on a project, we're running into some roadblocks, we might say, which of these elements can we round out to be more successful with this project? That's maybe how I would think people would use it. What's your thoughts about how this model of maturity can actually be helpful? How would you advocate that people leverage it? No, I, I absolutely see, uh, agree with your view because uh, it could be used as a, uh, as, a, as a tool to identify readiness, just like you said. Like, for example, do I have people to lead? Because that connects the dots between yeah. people and process. Or do I have the security elements which connect the dot between process and data? So, yeah, absolutely, yes, it can be used as a tool for assessing readiness. It can also be a tool. It can be a tool to calibrate performance against an existing project. And you know what? At the end of this uh, session, I'll send you, send you a URL that you can share with your listeners where this blog, where Google's actually brought out an amazing blog on AI maturity index. And these themes are actually talked about in great detail. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to check that out and have, have something for folks to dig into here. Last thing I'll touch on, you mentioned kind of three stages. You mentioned initially... And, and then you then you talked about them again. And you gave them very quick labels. You said kind of early stage, strategic, transformational. Early stage, you said we're kind of we call it kind of the popcorn projects phase, where you know little dark corners are emerging and we're starting to see excitement. And, and there's pros and cons to that, but overall, yeah. it's leading us in a direction. Then you said there's the kind of the strategic you know point, and then and then there's the more you know transformational. You know, I'd love to get your take as to what are the most important things to go from projects to strategic. And what are the most important things to go for strategic to, to transformation? If you could drop a couple points of what we want to be ready at a whole company level to make it through these phases, what are those critical junctures there for you? Yeah, sure. I think, I think uh, again, from the, using this framework itself, right? So when you start thinking about popcorn projects, which is where you are today, and you've got to get to a little bit more uh, strategic before you go to transformational, you are talking about hardening. You're talking about from, from those dimensions of, uh, of people, process, technology, and data, talking about bringing in, for example, leadership. So is there a leader that's going to define how we're going to operate AI and data within the firm? And that's your chief data officer, chief data analytics officer, but that's the person that lays out access to things. Number two, 
is this going to be a departmental initiative? Is it going to be organization-wide? Are we talking about people in their daily jobs starting to use it? So now there's a talent imperative. So the intersection between people and technology. How do you make people you know, conversant and competent enough to work on this technology, understand the power in this technology? So that's your second element, right? So you're just about getting started on this dimension. Then the third element, which is data. How do you make sure the data is now clean, can be relied on? So what the last thing you want to do is people spend all the energy building models, and then you realize the data that on which it was predicated on is questionable. Yeah. Right? You don't want that. So making sure the data is secure, it is given access to the right, it, right people have access to it. And so I would say the maturity from popcorn projects to the strategic realm is really about hardening. Harden your process, harden the way you look at uh, uh, you're going to use your technology, you're going to get your people enabled, you're going to use uh, leadership to drive that as a key priority for a company. And then, of course, use as much tech as possible so people are doing valuable stuff and you're automating the mundane. That's your second there. The third one is the biggest leap of faith, right? Mm. Which is when you're getting transformational. And this is literally about stepping back from what you're doing today and saying, okay, if I am Walmart and my competition is a digital native and who are able to track inventory by the individual item and I track inventory by pallets, I'm just throwing an example. Yep, yep, sure. You just imagine the sort of difference in customer experience that each of those approaches are going to, going to drive. So, for example, in the first example, if you are tracking inventory by every red color pencil and blue color pencil and green color pencil that you have, you will be able to offer customers the choice of ordering a red pencil and you know that they have it in inventory. If you are checking inventory in terms of pallets of pencils and you have no clue of whether they are red, green or yellow, you will not be able to offer customers the choice of knowing whether they're going to get their product today, whether it's even in inventory because your pallet could only have black pencils out there. So just think about it, right? So your organization would have built all its systems uh, thus far, built to ship products by pallets and track the movement by pallets and measure inventory by pallets. And now in the e-commerce world, you are trying to give people the ability to order red pencils and know that you have that on inventory and you have it in a particular place and you can deliver it to them in two days. Completely different uh, mindset, right? It means you've got to literally rethink this. And this is where I think data and AI can drive that transformational change. Uh, but that is not just tech change. It's a culture change. It's operating model change. It's, yeah. a, it's a business model change, so as to say. You give a great synopsis, and we'll just kind of put a finishing dot here as we, we wrap up this interview. But you, you talked about from kind of the, the projects you know stage into what you refer to as strategic. It's kind of about hardening that process. And you, you talked about a number of the elements included in there. When we talk about strategic to transformational, you kind of explained it as a leap. You know, we're thinking about our business in a new way. So we think about a company who is pretty hardened. They've got a way of thinking about AI. It's not completely willy-nilly anymore. You know, we've got some processes. We've got some internal context and some executive fluency. But that company, in, in your mind, you know, it's, it's different than the transformational company. When it comes to shifting into transformation, you know, the theme for the first one was hardening. Is, is there a theme to think about going from strategic to transformational? You know, what, if you were looking for a nice word, I would say reimagine completely. Ah, yeah, yeah. And this is, you know, when you know you've done this, it's when the, the business model itself, the way you serve your customers, maybe even the products themselves are different. You're winning in, in a whole kind of, you know, a transcendently different way. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Awesome. Excellent. Palab, this is great stuff. I appreciate it. I like this graphic. We'll make sure that we, we embed this when we get this thing up and live. 
and we got some great insights today. So hopefully some of the folks tuned in can, can have a better lens to think through maturity for themselves. And I certainly enjoy being able to get the chance to hear it from you, Palab. So thanks so much for being able to join us on the show. Thank you, Dan. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. So that's all for this episode of the AI and Business Podcast. A big thank you to Palab for joining us and being on two of our shows. Big high five to him. And thank you to you for listening all the way through to the end of this episode. If you're interested in more frameworks, our work here at Emerge Plus is all about distilling best practices for AI ROI, AI strategy, AI adoption, and more. We are fortunate to speak with folks at the caliber of Palab Deb and other great AI leaders around the world and to be able to put their insights into simple frameworks you can apply in your own business or you can apply with your customers. You can not only learn more about those frameworks, but also about our complete AI use case library at Emerge Plus. That's E-M-E-R-J dot com slash P1. E-M-E-R-J dot com slash P1. And you can learn more about Emerge Plus. A huge percentage of our consultant and service provider listeners here on our podcast are Emerge Plus members. We are grateful to have them. We've got a nice big Slack community where they can all hang out and share best practices and ideas. And I know that for some of you, Emerge Plus will be relevant. So feel free to check it out. Certainly helps us support the program, but also is great tools uh, for folks who really want to take the lessons from the podcast to the next level in an actionable framework sense emerj.com slash p1 to learn more about Emerge Plus. That's all for this episode. I look forward to catching you next week during the AI and Business Podcast.